Coming up on the premiere of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, it'll be a season unlike any other. And it starts tomorrow night without spectators, but with plenty of optimism and postseason potential. Coach Pope and Alex Barcelo help us get tuned up for tip-off next. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. And now, your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome inside Studio C at the BYU Broadcasting Building in Provo, Utah, for our season premiere of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, your weekly close-up with Cougar Hoops. Always a fun hour, and we're so glad you're with us tonight. Coming up on this evening's first show of the season, we will look back on a 2019-20 season cut short by COVID. We'll look ahead to three games in four nights to open the 2020-21 campaign. Tonight's Cougar Q&A introduces us to newcomer Matt Harms, and tonight's live guest is senior starting guard Alex Barcelo. But we get the show and the season underway by welcoming in the newly extended second-year head coach of the Cougars. He is Mark Pope, and the word came out just moments ago that BYU and AD Tom Homo have announced an extension on the coaching contract of Mark Pope. So, Coach Pope, congratulations to you, and I'm so glad we get to spend even more time together for years to come. I'm so excited. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's such a gift to, to, to be able to coach here, um, and, and there's so many reasons why, uh, and it certainly starts with the, with the people you get to work for, and watching Tom and Brian and President Worthen and, and, uh, and his whole staff uh, kind of maneuver us as a university through all the trying times of this summer and this fall has been inspiring. And uh, I'm, I'm so blessed to be able to work here and work for them and, and be a part of this great university. I could not be more excited. Could not be more excited. How did this particular decision come about at a really unique time in college uh, athletics? Well, we, uh, we've been actually talking about it for a long time since the end of the season. And um, just kind of piece by piece. And uh, it, was, it was hard to f- find a way to make everything feel right. And, and um and there were, uh, we just had some um, conversations on both sides, and and on my end, um, it's just uh, you know it's great. You know, Tom uh, asked a question a few days ago to all of Cougar Nation, said who's all in, and Leanna and I were like, we are all in, like let's go. And so uh, we couldn't be more grateful. It's great, and and really the only reason why I signed the extension was because I wanted to be here on this show with you. <laughs> For the next seven years. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm really personally very excited, very happy for you and your family and for Cougar Nation and BYU basketball fans. We have a good thing going here. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's really special. Um, You know, after going through this season and just getting a chance to feel, um, first of all, this fan base and their just extraordinary response. I'm not overstating when I say there's no fan base like this in the world where every single place we go, it doesn't matter if it's a visiting gym or, or uh, the coaches show or Disneyland <laughs> or wherever you go, there are Cougar fans there and they care and they're honest. Like one of the things I love so much is, is when I coach poorly, Cougar fans let me know. <laughs> and when we play great, we all celebrate together. And, and um, so that's so exciting for us. And, and, and getting to be a part of a basketball program where basketball means so much and yet there's something more and deeper about this university we represent. You don't get that everywhere either. And so there's a whole laundry list of reasons why we're so excited to be here. And you know, I could go on for hours. You know me. I could go on for a long time. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's tremendous news. And congratulations again. Thanks. Okay.
Well, when tomorrow night arrives, it will have been 261 days since BYU last played a game. It was in Las Vegas back in early March, and it uh, brought to an early end, sadly, a remarkable season for Coach Pope and the Cougs in his first season on the BYU sidelines. We, of course, wish there had been more to come in the month of March. Let's look back, though, on uh, how BYU got there a little bit in winning 24 games and uh, setting the table for more success this season. These highlights presented by Intermountain Healthcare, and every shot coach brings back a good memory. Yeah, the first one was Coach Rose was sitting right in the front row at his alma mater, and T.J. Hawes, you know, young man he brought to school here, hits a game winner last second, and it just gets better as we go. I mean, this crew last year gave us all so many extraordinary memories. Uh, It was really incredible. And with the heartbreak of of missing out of the NCAA tournament was so devastating. These seniors did exactly what they always do. So we have two seniors that signed NBA contracts with guaranteed money. We got two seniors who signed contracts to go play in Europe. We got two seniors who are coaching right now, one who's a GA on my staff. And, and our seventh senior is, is in medical sales, and he's making more money than all of us. And so you think about what a special, incredible group that was and how well they're going to continue to represent BYU and everything they do. It's, it's, we're just blessed by these young men. Well, last year's team was a truly special, but uh, as Coach notes, uh, the players from that team, a lot of them have mostly scattered. Uh, the hoops cupboard, though, is by no means bare at BYU. Let's uh, look a little bit at uh, what the Cougars have coming back, and there is a lot back. Alex Barcelo, Connor Harding, Colby Lee, Gavin Baxter, Trevin Nell, Jesse Wade and Cameron Pearson, all a part of last year's team. Uh, we'll talk about the red shirts in a minute, and those guys count as the newcomers for us as well. But you see these clips that our, our viewers are watching, and there's a lot coming back. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really great nucleus coming back. This Alex Barcelo has taken on an incredible leadership role. We're going to talk to him later. Kobe Lee, you know, in our first scrimmage, he only played 13 minutes. Uh, we had an in-house scrimmage a few weeks ago, and he had 20 points and six rebounds and was perfect from the free throw line and perfect from the, from, mm. from the field, which is vintage Kobe Lee, right? Uh, Connor Harding has missed the whole summer uh, with a knee injury, but he's been back for like the last six weeks, and he's just playing at a high, high level. Gavin Baxter is showing incredible physicality. I mean, it's so fun to talk about these guys because – we have a lot of growing to do. we got a lot of progress we have, have to make, but our ceiling is high, and it's built on these guys that are returning. And of the guys we just talked about, those returners, only one, though, is a senior, that's senior and that's, that's Alex Barcelo. You expect a lot from him. Yeah, he's, 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 he's carrying a big burden on his shoulders. Um, he's our emotional leader. He's our toughness leader. He's our physicality leader. He's also our point guard and, and probably our vocal leader. He's probably the leader of our locker room, and uh, he's also got to play great. And um, so he's got a lot of his shoulders, but that's why he came here. He prepared for that all year last year. He's just a beautiful human being, and he's, he's going to grow this year in ways he never thought possible and, and end up accomplishing some really special things. How much more can he give you than he gave you last year? Well, you know, I, I've said this for the last couple of weeks. So he was the number one most efficient play type in the entire West Coast Conference. You take any play type from any team in the West Coast Conference, and Alex Barcelo was number one of all of them. So he had an unbelievable season. But he's moving from the two to play the point right now, it's his natural position. He is a playmaker extraordinaire. He makes our team function at a really high level, and we need him to do that. So we're going to see him just, uh, you know, kind of a, a more fuller picture of what he's capable of, and it's, it's, it's going to be really exciting. He's going to be our live player guest later in the show. He toughed out the end of last season too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know, played the last two games with broken broken wrist and. 
you know, didn't want to say anything to anybody about it, do anything about it. Just like, hey, I, you know, we talked about it. He's like, coach, there's no way I'm missing these games. And so he, he, just is, he just is everything you want out of a leader of a team. Well, for a closer look at uh, what returns and what was lost from last year's team, let's go inside the numbers presented by Mountain America Credit Union. And so we see uh, with uh, the loss of guys like Childs and Hawes and Toulson, there's a lot of productivity to make up. Yeah, there, there is. I mean, we lost three all-time BYU greats, like top 10 statistical, statistically in multiple categories with like a hunger and humility and such a veteran presence about them. Uh, they'd been through the war, so you, you, just, you just can't replace that. It's impossible. You, you don't see top 10 guys come around uh, every year. And so, uh, you know, we're certainly going to miss those guys, and we're going to celebrate what they've done and what they're doing in the future. And then we're going to, you know, put this group together and, and tip it up tomorrow night and, and, and see what kind of team we can grow into. We're really excited. Well, the 2020-21 Cougars may need a few of those uh, Hello, My Name Is stickers uh, for the fans this year. Here's a look at some of the new guys. And, uh, you know, with all the talent uh, coming back, there's a lot of talent coming in. Names like Matt Harms and Brandon Averett and uh, Richard Harwood, who was still with the program last year, but redshirting. Caleb Lohner, Gideon George, Wyatt Lowell, who was with the program last year in redshirting. Hunter Erickson comes in noon. Spencer Johnson and a couple of guys we're not going to see play this year year in Brandon War and, and Townsend Triple. Man, this is a big group. It is. It's a big group. It's a really long group. It's a physical group, and it's a deep group. And that's a, that's, that comes with all kind of challenges, but um, it's, the, the challenge is a real gift to have. And so um, these guys are really special. I mean, you, you know, we'll talk about this Matt Harm some more. Uh, he just is such a special individual, and his whole story about how he got here and what he's done si- since he's been here has been really special. Brandon Averett, I had to coach for three years. I had to coach him for a year to get to UVU, and then I had to, you know, had to recruit him a bunch to get him here. And, and I'm so excited. In fact, uh, he walked by me before practice, or at, right after practice day, and was just like, I can't believe we actually get to have a player-coach relationship finally starting tomorrow. <laughs> and um, you go down the list, uh, you know, Gideon George and Caleb Lohner are two young guys that just have such a world of talent and right now their heads are absolutely spinning because there's so much information to take in, but they, they've just brought such a beautiful approach to the game, and it is a fun group. It's going to be a fun group to figure out. I can only imagine how much fun it is to be designing rotations right now with this yeah. group. It, it's, 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 uh, it's awesome. You know, um, There's so many different directions we can go, yeah. and, and there's so many guys that can kind of step up and um, it, it also is complicated in the sense of kind of finding the right pieces to fit together where just because you have so many pieces. And, and um, it's, like I said, it's going to be really fun for us as a staff. It's going to be fun for our team. And it's going to be fun for BYU fans to see what they see on the court tomorrow and then see how this team kind of morphs into finding its identity over the course of the season. I can't wait. I don't exactly know how it's going to work <laughs> out. I just can't wait to see it. So much focus goes on the length of the team. And you are a long group. But it's not just back to the basket shot making around the rim of these long guys. These are these are shot makers yeah. with some size. Yeah, you know, uh, start with Matt Harms. I mean, he's been shooting it so well for us, especially the last couple of weeks. He's been shooting it unbelievable. Uh, Wyatt Lowell is just inching back toward health. He actually played live uh, play this week, and he can really, really shoot the ball. Then you have Caleb Lohner and Gideon George, who are incredibly athletic and long guys that, that are making shots for us. And yeah. so um, there's, there's length and versatility, and, and uh, we just have to grow. We just have to learn the game and learn how to play and learn how to do it together. And like I said, it's going to take us a season to do that, but, but I think by the end of this season we have a, 
unbelievable chance to have a really high ceiling. I know a fraction of what you know about basketball, but I do know this. You'll be a better offensive rebounding team this year than last year. Well, let's hope so. There's only <laughs> seven spots. Was there seven spots behind us? I think we were through, whatever, seven or now there's more D1 teams. Um, you made too many shots last year. We, we made a lot of shots, <laughs> and, and we didn't even try and go to the glass. We were asking too much of our, of our limited depth roster to, to actually really crush them on going to the glass. That is very different yeah. this year. Um, we talk about it every single day that one of the most important functional parts of our offense this year, as we learn, like we don't have the vet- veteran presence that we did last year of guys who are proven big-time scorers and playmakers. So one of the things that's going to save us is our work on the offensive glass. It is so important. We're going to have some ugly possessions because we're young and understanding the game that turn out beautiful Mm. because of what we do on the offensive glass. Look forward to seeing it. Well, like uh, every college sports schedule in the fall of 2020, there have been some modifications uh, since the early version of this year's slate was drawn up. The season is starting later, and it's starting without a lot of previously scheduled teams on the agenda. Let's do look at what uh, BYU has lined up for at uh, at, uh, both, both the pre-New Year and then post-New Year portion of the schedule. This is a look at the non-conference slate, and it gets underway tomorrow night, and we see those first three games scheduled come in really quick order, three games in four nights. Why did you want to give yourself and your team this kind of test with three games in four days? Well, a a couple things. One is we just need to get to games. You know, this is a team that we're going to have to figure out through games. We're going to have to learn through games. We didn't get an exhibition. We didn't get a private scrimmage. Those, those tools are usually incredibly valuable at helping teach your team before you get to games. So we just wanted to get an onslaught of games early. So that's reason number one. Reason number two is if there's anything that BYU football has taught us, which they've taught us so much this year, it's that get in games and get them early. Right? Get as many games in and get them as early as you can so it leaves you some flexibility on the back end. And then we also have a condensed period of time. We have 27 games instead of 31, but we have 15 less days in the non-conference schedule. And so our season is incredibly compact to fit all 27 games. And so all those things working together, it's going to be incredibly challenging. We actually have that seven-game stretch, which is the coach killer part of our deal where uh, you know I, I and everybody else could get fired because uh, it's just so challenging. But that's going to help grow us. Our focus is squarely on what type of team can we become at the end of the season because I think by the end of the season, we have a chance to be great. we got a long way to go to get there. To conference play. As of right now, the WCC is still playing a traditional schedule. Uh, 16 games, meaning you'll, you'll play one, two teams just once, either home or away. But right now, it's a, it's a typical schedule where you're going to see teams home and away for the most part. This is a look at the first half, the first eight games. And we see that uh, Gonzaga doesn't appear on this page. Yep. Uh, we, we play them pretty much back-to-back the second half of the season. We start out the conference season four or five games on the road. A uh, really tough opener at Pepperdine, who's, who's got a big-time, big-time roster this year. They're, they're one of those teams that's picked in the very, very top echelon of the conference. But this, this conference has proven itself year after year after year to be so good and so competitive. And this year is going to be no exception. We're excited. And we see Gonzaga there appearing on the uh, last game of the season, as often happens in the WCC. They like to have that BYU-Gonzaga game come as a season-ender. That's happened rather frequently over So this time. is important, okay? <laughs> All of you uh, government officials and you medical professionals who are doing such an extraordinary job managing this COVID, it's, the, it's February 27th, right? 
the last game of the season. We got to have this figured out by February 27th. You need a full house. We got to have it figured out by <laughs> February 27th so we can have fans in stands. I know there's way more serious things going on in the world, but I'm still holding out hope, man, that we can get some people in this gym. No, it is, it, it is such a sense of, of nostalgia and warm-heartedness and yet melancholy when I look at that great framed photo <laughs> Uh, of that last Gonzaga home game. It was such a special night, and you yeah. want to see it and feel it again, yeah. right? It was, it was really special. And, and listen, I mean, uh, Gonzaga has is, 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 um, been such a vanguard of this league, and they're, they're such a, it's, it's so fun to compete against them and try and figure them out, that great program. And so, um, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. But, man, it would be great if, if, if we could find – I know it's a long shot, but if we could find some equilibrium by then, it would be really great. Some way to get a vibe like that back again. It was a truly special, special night. Well, let's head to break and tell you that for your day-to-day Cougar Sports play-by-play, watch BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Chris Burgess, Coach Burgess, joining the program tomorrow. Later in this program, Alex Barcelo on his senior season and new look group of teammates. But when we come back, it's a look at a busy week ahead for the Cougar Hoopsters. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. It's, it's a basketball show, but in the last uh, hour, two hours, the college football playoff selection committee rankings came out. And the first rankings have BYU at uh, 14th. I know that you think higher of Kalani's team than 14. I do. And I know Cougar Nation does. That was a, that was a tough one to see, quite frankly. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I, I don't have a great filter. And I know nothing about football. But we are the only 9-0 team in the entire country. Is that, is that correct. not true? That is correct. And, and you know, we've played spectacularly. Watch the games. every possible yeah. metric. There's nobody that would deny that we have a dominating uh, offensive line. There's nobody who would deny that we have a legitimate Heisman candidate and one of the top quarterbacks in the country. And, and, and our numbers, and, and first of all, we got the coolest head football coach in America, Okay. It's one of those moments when, as a casual but fanatic fan, I just want to make a call to Siegfried and Jensen and say, will you please represent us on behalf of this football championship bowl selection committee or whatever it is. I just don't understand, Greg. I'm losing my mind. Cougar Nation loves you. Our sponsors really love you. And we just have to say, that kind of product placement. If uh, you, you see this, we have a Sigrid and Fried and Jensen <laughs> sign back here. I'm telling you, Siegfried and Jensen, if you can get us into the top ten, we will put a giant billboard. <laughs> I might wear Siegfried and Jensen on my lapel at games. You know Although what? I'm, I, not I, I'm, not sure how many, I'm not sure how many more football games we're going to get. It may be more than one at this point, but you've got to get into Kalani's locker room for a pregame speech at some point here. <laughs> I mean, that, I, I could put him over the he's top. Way, he's way smarter than that. He knows not to let me come in there and mess that <laughs> up. Hey, well, we know that you, you've tried your hand at this whole football thing already. We saw the, we're going to see the video right now uh, where you were at the stadium kind of taking care of business uh, a little while ago. Let's, uh, let's see this again for those who may have missed it. Okay, team, DJ is going to continue to mix until we see the team leave the locker room. Then go intro video, shoot off pyro, and welcome our Cougars to the field. Copy that. Welcome the team after we shoot pyro. With so many limitations on personnel and staff in the stadium, some of us are having to take on multiple roles. Ready? Fire! No, no, no. On my cue. Everybody ready? Okay, DJ, cut and go intro video. 
wrong video. This is football. No, that's the right video. We, we work with a, with a really talented crew of people on this campus, and I know it had to be a lot of fun to put together with those folks. It was fun. I mean, come on, this, how, like, this, this, this uh, football season, with all of its weirdness, has captured all of us, right? And we're all on the bandwagon with this football team, and it's been so special. And, and um, I can't wait to see how that turns out, because they got great things ahead of them. And hopefully, you know, things work out. You know, there's so many dynamics at place, but the one thing we know is we can trust what Tom's doing, we can trust what Kalani's doing, and we can trust what this team is doing. And so it's going to be a fun ride to see how we finish. It's been yeah. awesome. As exciting as it is to see even more football, uh, we are pumped up for the basketball season to get underway. And here's your broadcast schedule for this week, which features three games in four days scheduled starting tomorrow. Uh, think about it, by this time next week, by next Tuesday night, BYU will have already played four regular season games, and it all starts tomorrow night against uh, Westminster. And we have Cougar pregame live on BYU Radio at 7 Eastern, BYU TV's brand new countdown to tip-off pregame show with Jeremy and Ty Haas at 7.30 Eastern. Then the game is at 8. Then Thursday against New Orleans and then Utah Valley on Saturday. Those games are scheduled both on BYU TV and BYU Radio as well. We see first Coach Pope, the Griffins, with Norm Parrish in Westminster. Well, Norm, Coach Parrish is, is a legend in the state of Utah. He's done everything there is to do and coached it about every institution here, and he's done an unbelievable job at Westminster. And, you know, tomorrow night we, we have our, our work cut out for us. I think it's a team that's going to really push the ball in transition. They run a kind of continuity pistol offense that we're very familiar with that we know how hard it is to guard. And then he's got his own kind of patented, like, triangle screening action that's incredibly frustrating to guard. And, uh, and it's, going to be a great, it's going to be a great game for us um, to try and jump in and get a first look at who this team is and who we can be against a really, really well-coached and talented team. Then you go back-to-back Thanksgiving night game out of the Southland Conference. They've, they, they've been a good team recently. They've been a 20-win team recently. And this is New Orleans. We're talking about the privateers coming in on, on Thanksgiving night. Originally designed to be part of a two-game deal for them right now. They've got you, and I think just you right now, yep. on the weekend schedule. But to Coach Schlesinger uh, bringing UNO. Now, they're off a disappointing year last year, but, man, they were just really, really hit hard by the injury bug and it'll be a different looking team better team this year yeah they, they're really good they, they are really versatile they, they are a pressure team like they're going to full court press us they're going to get out in passing lanes they're going to hard show on ball screens uh really really athletic talented intelligent uh basketball team that plays incredibly hard with a big time attitude and chip on their shoulder so you know, those back-to-back nights, we got our work cut out for us. It's, it's going uh, to be really fun. And we're getting two teams that look very, very different in terms of what we're seeing Wednesday and Thursday and how they play and where their skill set is. And so it's going to really test us, kind of test the versatility of us and how we can play. Our final Know the Foe preview brought to you by Qualtrics. Looks ahead to the weekend after an off day on Friday and scheduled to play Utah Valley on Saturday night. Yeah, it's, um, first of all, our guys are so excited because we've been, we went two-a-days for like five weeks, and so they've all been walking around in a blur, and they're just grateful for this schedule because there's no time left to practice. They're essentially done with game, practice. Game, 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 yeah. But, uh, you know, Mark Manson uh, has done an unbelievable job with Utah Valley. Uh, it's a great program. He's, he's, he's really uh, working hard to take it to new heights. Uh, he's got a really, really talented new roster also, but really talented, got some great size and athleticism. Um, and it's an in-state game. We all know how in-state games are. They're like a battle to the death. I mean, it's, it, it always comes down to the wire, and, and this will be a, a, a really fun game for everybody involved. We're excited about it. What does that, what does seeing that logo still do for you? 
Uh, it's a special place. I mean, I think, listen, everybody in this valley has some connection to Utah Valley University. It's a great institution, and, uh, and you know, they're in great hands uh, there now with President Tuminez and, and, and with Coach Madsen, and I expect to see great things happen out of them in the future. All right, that is a look at our first week of BYU basketball heading into break now, and you can break down Cougar football with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, and David Nixon on After Further Review. It's on demand now on the BYU TV app. After this break, it's our season debut of Q&A with Matt Harms, plus your questions for the coach. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. America First Credit Union, we're here to help. The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Zion's Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And by Qualtrics. Earlier in this show, Coach Pope mentioning some of BYU's players playing professionally. And let's take a look at some of our Cougars in the pros. Yoli Childs has reportedly agreed to an undrafted free agent deal with the Washington Wizards. Jake Toulson signing an Exhibit 10 contract with our own Utah Jazz. TJ Haas, the bearded one, playing in Poland and scoring 18 for his team. Trefel Sopot, Zach Selyus scored 16 for his team, BC Prividza, and uh, Jimmer Fredette, 27 for the Shanghai Sharks in China in his last game. And the Cougars and the Pros is brought to you by the Deseret News. We got guys playing for pay. Okay, so first of all, you're Slovakian, outstanding. You're <laughs> Polish, great, yeah. but you took no shot at Chinese. I, I, I kind of played it safe, didn't All I? Right, fair enough. Yeah, uh, I mean, c- come on. How, how great is that? So Yoli Childs is going to play for one of the greatest, the, the greatest human beings coaches uh, in, in the NBA, and this Scott Brooks, who um, I p- was an assistant coach for me when I played for the Nuggets, and I love him. And he's got someday we should do a whole story, just a whole show just on Scott Brooks stories. And, and Jake, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this, but he had a workout today that was just off the charts uh, you know, with some of his future teammates, and, and um, we're so excited for him. And TJ's crushing it. And you said Zach in his last game had 16 points. It's just it's so fun to watch these guys. And Jimmer, of course, is, is the legendary Jimmer Fret. He's always doing his work. And we, have a, and we have a whole slew of other guys that are playing right now uh, that are fantastic. There's a, a great contingent of, of BYU players out there representing professional basketball. Yoli in particular got to kind of uh, look through options, right, and then pick what he thought was the best fit. Yeah, it was a nerve-wracking 24 hours. It was nerve-wracking 48 hours because there's a 24 hours leading up to the draft. Then there's the draft. And really, it's, it's only after the last pick in the draft that the mayhem started for him. And um, he was on the phone straight for probably 18 straight hours uh, <laughs> having conversations with different teams that were all trying to drag him in and, and, uh, and working with his agent to find the right fit. And I think he has. And um, we all know what he can do. And I have high expectations for both him and Jake in terms of what they're going to do in the next few months. All right. Uh, each week on this program, we uh, get to know the Cougars through the eyes and the words of those who know them best, their own teammates. It's Cougar Q&A presented by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And this week, the Cougars give us the business on newcomer Matt Harms. Matty, he's, he's a great guy. He's so tall. He's 7'3". He's one of my fellow big men. Um, emphasis on the big because he is 7'3". He's 
freakishly tall. I always thought I was like somewhat tall, but the man's huge. Matt's from the Netherlands. My family is also from the Netherlands, and my grandpa played professional basketball there. He's a positive dude. I, I, really, I really don't hear him being negative ever. Guy has a bunch of knowledge. Um, he's very smart. He's 7'3". He just threw the ball at the top. He just turned and put the ball at the hoop. So he's the cheat code. He's got a lot of potential in the future in terms of basketball, but he's still very committed to you know, his schoolwork. Matt's, I think, naturally just a born leader. Dude's always trying to help everyone around him, his teammates. He'll even try to help the coaches when he can. What he's been able to teach me and being, uh, being able to bring over to this squad and his immediate leadership has been something really special to watch. Within a week of, of being in Provo, he texted me and talked about, asked how my knee was and knew that I was hiking the Y all the time. So he said, your rehab is our rehab as a team. So he actually went and hiked the Y with me a few days later. He's one of the most like, socially responsible people that I've met. He's not afraid to take a stand about his beliefs, about how he feels. Like just such a caring guy, um, puts everybody first in his life. So, Dutch guy from Purdue ends up at BYU. We don't get a lot of that story. No, I mean, this, this, this Matt Harms is incredible. Like, his story, again, we could take an hour and chronicle his story just from when we first started talking to him when he landed here and the fact that he made the choice to come here and, and um, how much he's, he's put his heart and soul into BYU already is just extraordinary. In fact, with this in mind right now, I come to the show bearing gifts. I'm so excited about this. You guys come out here. So I, I, I fully expect that you are going to put this up in your house, okay? The very first ever limited edition Matt Harms growth chart measuring stick. That is it is awesome. three and a half feet wide and seven feet, three inches tall. So you should be able to use it for the next 10 years till you outgrow it. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even get to the six feet mark, but uh, I thank you very much for this. It's going up. It's going up in the office at home. We need a picture when it's posted with some, with some, some measurements. And then what we're going to do is we have a, a, a couple more of these. So I don't know what it is. Somebody needs to hit me on social media with the best Matt Harms line, the mess, best Matt Harms joke or jingle, and we'll send them out because these are, these are really exciting. This, he's seven foot three inches, and he's every bit of that size to this university and this program. He's going to be really special. It's going to be an unbelievable seven months with him. We look forward to it. Uh, Jeremy Jordan, we thank you. And Julian Riley, we thank you for being a part of this display. Look at how handsome this kid is. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Thanks, guys. And that is going up. Do I get can I take it home? Or yeah, you take it, it home okay. today. I'm taking it home. All right. So from uh, from Cougar Q&A with Matt to some social media Q&A for Coach Pope now on the Post Show presented by Smith's Fresh for Everyone. Our first question from the socials tonight comes in from Chaplain Schumann on Twitter. Coach, how much does the offensive philosophy of this team change because of different personnel? Or does it remain the same? He says, thank you for what you're doing with BYU basketball. It has been awesome to watch. Chaplain, thanks so much for the question. So a couple things. One is our philosophy in terms of us being really aggressive offensively, where we are a pass-first team and we work really hard to earn each other open shots, is going to stay the same. We'll always be a pass-first team. We'll all be, always be a pace and we'll always be a space team. With that said, some things are going to change. Um, you know, our experience level is not quite as high as it was last year, so we're going to ha- have to try and simplify things a little bit more early on. I kind of lost my mind the last couple of weeks uh, getting creative, and I kind of lost my guys too. 
So we're taking a little step back in terms of kind of making this a little condensed, condensing our playbook a little bit as we go forward. We're going to see these guys really, really be tough on the offensive glass. We should see us even work harder in transition offense right now. We should have more pace because we have more depth. So the general philosophy is going to be the same. Uh, the way we approach it is we're going to really hit on some different points this time. And hopefully the end result is just as good. I hope it's not speaking out of school here. But I heard you ask your players a question today. And the question was, if we miss our first eight threes tomorrow night, what are we going to do? Yeah. And the answer from all of them was, keep shooting. Right. That's right. You know, we, we have a, a shooter's mentality on this roster. We approach it in a very specific way, both in terms of the way we practice, the way we finish every shot, and also our mental approach to shooting. And so that will always be a hallmark uh, of BYU basketball as long as uh, Tom lets me stay here. <laughs> And it's going to be a while, evidently. Uh, at Ames Flames on Twitter, question number two. Any chance the Saturday game actually happens? That's the Utah Valley game. Yeah, so if you heard it was announced today that the Stanford-Utah Valley game got canceled. Uh, there's been some COVID issues. Um, so we are incredibly hopeful that we can keep this game. There's still a bunch of testing protocol that's got to go on over the next few days. Uh, our doctors, their doctors, our trainers, their do- trainers. Uh, I've had uh, you know four or five conversations with Coach Madsen today, uh, and we're trying to work it out because we want the game. It's an important game. These in-state games are really, really important. So we're crossing our fingers. But okay. this is going to be uh, this is going to exemplify what the whole season is going to be. A moving target, no way. It, it's yeah. always going to be a moving target. We actually were on the phone today. Uh, we, we contacted nine schools thinking that we might lose this game, trying to reschedule a game for 72 hours from now. And, and that's the way it's going to be. And um, we're prepared for that. We're excited about it. And it's easy to be excited because we're just so grateful that we actually get to tip it up. We're so grateful. Cannot wait. Coming up after this break, the players give thanks. And we are joined by senior guard Alex Barcelo. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. I'm going to love watching Barcelo play. That guy's intense, man. Barcelo, open three. That one goes down. He's literally on fire. Gets it back from the corner for three. Good! To Barcelo for three. He got it! A.B. for three! Oh, how I love calling A.B. for three. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Well, when Alex Barcelo arrived at BYU last season as a highly sought-after P5 transfer, we didn't know at the time that he wouldn't be the only hoopster in his family to play in Provo. Cougar Hoops is now a Barcelo family affair, as we'll learn as we say hello to someone we're always happy to see. He is A.B. Alex Barcelo. Alex, good to see you once again. How you been? I've been great. I'm ready to play. <laughs> Let's go. So, uh, yes, yeah, senior year arrives on you rather suddenly, it seems. Uh, you were, you, you were uh, uh, an Arizona player before you came to BYU, got cleared to play immediately, and suddenly here we are at a senior season somehow. Has it gone quick for you? Oh, it's gone so quick for me, but um, I'm so thankful that I, you know, I came here. I'm able to play for this, such a great coaching staff and, and such a great team, a group of guys. Um, you know, we've been working hard throughout all this COVID stuff, and, and we're just ready to play. We're ready to suit up and play tomorrow. Compared to what you hoped or thought it would be, to what it has turned out to be, uh, what's your BYU experience been like? 
it's been unbelievable. Um, I think of it as a blessing. You know, I uh, I haven't regretted my decision since coming here, and it's been just like unbelievable joy. I mean, you know, there's been ups and downs throughout last season. You know, winning and losing, but uh, overall, when I when I sit and reflect, I'm so thankful to be here. Are you telling me? <laughs> That there hasn't been one day or one moment when you regretted your decision to come here? Maybe a couple practices that you've gone sideways on me, but other than that, I'm good. <laughs> Alex Barcelo is BYU's leading returning scorer coming into this year, so a lot is going to be uh, uh, counted on from AB. And, and, and Coach Pope, it's almost like I sense that if, if there was a guy you are going to put, you know, something heavy on his shoulders, that's the yeah. guy you, you, would, you would choose right Well, there. You, you look at his shoulders in these clips and you look at his, his shoulders with him sitting in the annex right now, he's got big, broad shoulders, and that's important because he's carrying a ton of weight this year, and that's why he came here. And, and um, it's been unbelievable to watch him grow as a leader over the course of the summer and then through training camp. Uh, if he recognizes, he's starting to learn what that weight is and how important it is and how – like how important he is to the way that this team feels and the way this locker room feels. Uh, he's, he's, he's done an unbelievable job. He's taken it seriously, and he's been fantastic. A.B., you jacked up your wrist at the very, very end of last season. I think it was in the Pepperdine game when you fell uh, beneath the basket standard. Is that accurate? And if so, what kind of grind was it just to get to the finish line last year for you? Um, it, it was a grind, just like it was for all of our players. But we kind of held ourselves to a standard of, if, if we're going to get hurt, you know, we're going to get back quicker than the doctor told us or than Rob told us. Um, it was just kind of the mindset that we all had together. Like we, we all had our own role on that team. And uh, in order to get to where we wanted to be postseason, um, we all had to give it, give everything we had to. We didn't get to see how, how long you could grind through the postseason because of COVID after all. And then when you come back as a team, you're now dealing with, with new protocols that you continue to kind of go through to get to be able to play. So much is being asked of college basketball players and college athletes in general right now just to play the game they love. What has it uh, done to you or for you to have to go through this as a team? I think it's made you, made you handle it kind of how you handle a season. You know, there, there's going to be adversity thrown at you, whether it's a guy getting injured, a new guy having to step up into a certain role that he didn't have before um, and, and trying to own that role um, for the betterment of the team. So I, I think that's the biggest thing, you know, being mature, um, you know, not going out to a whole bunch of different places right now, trying to just stay at home and then, and then go, to the, go to practice and go back home. Um, so just trying to stay safe, follow all the protocols, um, being mature, and then knowing that we're, we're going to be thrown a, a million different things, but it's just how we're going to respond to it. Coach Pope, uh, people who follow BYU basketball on social media may have seen over the summer, the, the re- recent months, hashtag BLRA. Tell us what that stands for and how Alex maybe embodies what you're trying to do there. Yeah, we're, 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 we're striving for the best locker room in America. And so it's something that we talk about every day, that our guys are working towards every day. It's something we aspire to. It's, um, it's something that we believe here that we can kind of corner the market, market in or be one of the best teams in the country every single year at having the best locker room in America. Uh, and Alex is the ringleader. Um, uh, you know, his teammates have so much confidence in him. Um, he brings so much energy to the floor. I think all of us, staff included, we think that there's just about nothing that Alex Barcelo can't do except for maybe win a game of Uno. <laughs> oh, that's a, <laughs> is that a weakness, Alex, in your game? I don't know. I feel like Coach cheated in that game. <laughs> well, I don't he know. Might not so, the right way. He's not following the rules. 
So we had two players over to the house appropriately socially distanced uh, on Sunday for dinner. Alex Barcelo and Brandon Averett went head-to-head -head with the Pope girls in some Uno. <laughs> Alex Barcelo, who won those games? B.A. did. You don't know how much it pains him to say that right now. Hey, I'm just glad that your girls didn't win. I, I can be okay with B.A., but as long as Shay or Avery didn't win, like, I'm good with that. <laughs> So, so you and your running mate, uh, B.A., to go along with A.B., uh, get to play three games in four nights along with your teammates here this weekend to get it going. I guess after this long, you're probably like, bring them on. Bring as many games as you can quickly. Let's go. Oh, for sure. You know, um, I'm so happy that B, uh, B.A. chose to come over here. Um, you know, he's, a, he's an unbelievable guy off the court, but an even better guy on the court, you know, just with his character that he brings to the table, um, how good of a teammate he is how hard of a worker he is, and, and I'm excited to be in the backcourt with him this year. You know, I think we're going to give a lot, a lot of teams a lot of trouble, um, but it's, it's going to be fun. You know, Him and I are both ready to, to attack our senior season. I, I began the interview with you by talking about BYU Hoops now being a family affair. Let's go back maybe two or three years. What are the chances that two Barcelos would have been playing at BYU a few years ago? Not very likely, but, <laughs> man, I'm so grateful that I'm here and uh, – when my sister came and visited me over the summer, um, kind of looked around campus, and she's been talking with the coaches a lot more. Um, she just kind of fell in love with it. And, uh, like, you know, I have nothing bad to say about this other, other than, uh, you know, Coach Pope getting on me a couple practices last year. But uh, it's been unbelievably grateful to me, and uh, I'm so happy that she's going to be in a good place that's going to take care of her and, uh, you know, that it was her decision to come here. How cool is that part of the story, huh? Nah, come on. It's, it's actually so cool. So Alex and I had some conversations during her recruiting process a little bit as he was kind of trying to feel out what to do. And, and I was like, well, Alex, I mean, you're going to be the number one recruiter uh, to get her to come here. And, and certainly um, I think they've got to witness how well he's fit here and how um, BYU Cougar Nation has embraced him and how much success he's had and and I love it. I love it that the family that, that he gets to share that with his sister and his mom and his other sister. That the whole family gets to share it together, and uh, it's awesome. You're not going to find a finer human being in the world than Alex Barcel. He just is a spectacular human being. I can't. I'm so grateful we get him for another year. Let's go, baby. I always enjoy ta talking with you, Alex. Uh, Pre-game, post-game, coaches show, whatever, or just uh, off the court. Uh, pleasure tonight, and uh, a, a tradition we've carried over from the Satake show. We always let Kalani uh, have the final word and say goodnight to the player guests. So, Coach Pope, will throw it over to you to uh, say so long. Yeah. Okay. So you're in the annex, right? <laughs> Get yep. some shots. So up. you can go jump in that cold pool. Have a have a have a, uh, a protein shake, and then go home and go to bed, man. We got three games of four nights, AB. I got you, Coach. I'm going to get a couple shots up and hop in the tub. There uh, we go. Thanks, Alex. Have a great night. Thanks. Thank you, guys. All right. As we go to break, here's this week's trivia question presented by the BYU Store. Who's the only freshman in BYU basketball history to average more than 20 points per game? We'll tell you after our final break. Trivia time. Who's the only freshman in BYU hoops history to have averaged more than 20 points per game in his freshman year? Well, that was the great Danny Ainge. Without the benefit of a three-point line, we might add, what, what he might have done. Uh, Cougar pregame live on BYU Radio tomorrow at uh, 7 Eastern. BYU TV's brand-new countdown to tip-off 
pregame show at 7.30 Eastern as we look ahead to BYU and Westminster in the season opener and then games against New Orleans and Utah Valley. We hope on Thursday and Saturday, respectively, all those games on BYU TV and BYU Radio, pregame and postgame for all. And speaking of BYU TV, tomorrow morning on Sports Nation, on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer and Jerem, Kalani Sitake and Zach Wilson uh, join the program to talk about uh, what is ahead for Cougar football and in light of today's uh, College Football Playoff Committee selection rankings, putting BYU at number 14. We'll see what happens from here. All right, in this week of Thanksgiving, the Cougar Hoopsters are expressing their gratitude to be back on the floor and a whole lot more. I'm grateful for my family, for everything that they've done for me and everything that they mean to me. Um, I want to say I'm grateful for life, and I'm grateful for my family life back home in Nigeria. And I'm grateful for being here at BYU and playing BYU basketball. I'm grateful for it. I am so grateful for my friends and all those who've supported me. I am grateful for my teammates, and I am especially grateful for my wonderful family. And uh, this year's Thanksgiving will include uh, some basketball, a game on Thanksgiving night. Yes. We're, we're so, we, we, could we be grateful to any more than we have the opportunity to play? You know, our guys kind of took this up um, after uh, President Nelson's clarion call to kind of um, uh, drown social media with things we're thankful for and how effective that would be. And it's something we talk about on our team all the time. And so it's been fun to hear our guys talk. Is there a more likable human being in the world than Gideon George? <laughs> I mean, you just watch him and you're like, he is the, he just is spectacular. All our guys are so special. But it's fun to hear them kind of acknowledge all the blessings they have in their life. Gideon is someone um, that has engaged in the charitable efforts of, uh, at, a, at a high level. Yep. Some fans may know what he's been doing. For those who don't uh, know, what, uh, what would you say about Gideon and what he's already done to give back? So it's really great. Gideon George came here from Africa, moved here, went straight to New Mexico, Hobbs, New Mexico, and was there. And, um, and he saw one of his teammates the first week kind of dropping a lightly used pair of shoes in the trash, and he was just shocked. He's like, what? what are you doing? And so his teammates said, well, they're worn out. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not going to wear them anymore. And Gideon was like, can I have them? And so he actually started collecting in junior college and he's continued that here. Uh, but he's sending them back to, to his homeland. And, and uh, he actually grew up wearing these shoes from these foundations. He's now gathering shoes for mm. as a kid. Uh, we actually just mailed two huge boxes today of shoes that he's collected here. And he's continuing to work really hard. He's just a, he just is such a, incredibly beautiful human being and such a great representative of BYU. It's awesome. I know that you're grateful in this week of thanks uh, for your newest signees as well. You have two we can talk about, right? Um, Fuseni Traore mm-hmm. and uh, Jake Wallin. Yep. Two really special players. Uh, you can see Fus on the, on the screen right now from Mali, Africa, uh, just outside Bamako. Um, he's, he's only been in the States for a few years. Uh, he is a giant-bodied human being, and he's got a heart that equals his size. Um, he's incredibly talented and physical, and his upside is so massive. I just love talking to him. Like, I just like being around him. I mean, uh, BYU is going to fall in love with him. He's so special. And, and, and Jake Wallin is, is, uh, is uh, he also got an incredibly high ceiling. He's a 6'7", maybe 6'7", point guard. He handles the ball. He's a terrific passer and playmaker. Uh, he's really kind of made this shift from power forward to two guard and point guard. Um, he really came on this summer, was highly recruited uh, just from right here at Timview High School. And um, he's going to be a really, really special player when he gets here, and, and I'm excited about what he can p- become. He's a great young man. When does he get here? 
Well, he'll, he, the plan is right now to finish his senior year and then he'll leave on a mission. He'll be here, I don't know what, 2028 or whatever. Foos <laughs> <laughs> is a little, a little uh, he's a little more, he's a, a sooner arrived. Yeah, Foos will be here next fall. He'll be here in, in the spring. And, um, and uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's two really, really special players that are going to fit in exactly with what BYU is. They fit here perfectly. They're incredibly different guys from different backgrounds, uh, different ideologies, different everything, but they were born to be here at BYU, and they're going to be great representatives of the university. Well, this hour has flown by. We're in our final 60 seconds of our first show. Tomorrow night, I'm going to be in a different place in the Marriott Center. Uh, you're going to be across from me with some socially distanced benching. Everything's going to look a little different. We'll have some cool elements we may or may not want to talk about right now, but what, we're going to be in the stands. Yeah. We won't see a ton of people in the building. It's going to look and feel different to start, and hopefully we get back to something toward normalcy. But the bottom line is it's BYU basketball back in the Marriott Center where magic happens. Yeah, and, and listen, I'm, I'm grateful for BYU, the athletic department, and the Mar- all the people running the, run, running the Marriott Center because we're bringing in this 60-foot video board where we're inviting fans to zoom in and actually be fans in the stands on the video board watching the game, help support the team, among other things we're doing in the arena. It's going to be so spectacular. Uh, we're going to make the best of everything we can, and, and hopefully we'll hold up our bargain, too, and play really well. Look forward to tomorrow night. We'll see you there. Fans, thanks for being with us. Have a great week. Go Cougs. We'll see you next week.